So you actually went to party in Pythor's palace in Astoria, and you had a grand time. You got a big fucking hammer that none of you can use because nobody has a higher than 12 strength. Oh, that's right. I do remember. I think all of you lose in a tug of war with Van Pupper. That's, that's <laughs> I really think right we now. would. Yeah, so after that happened, there was some exposition. Cairo was like, alright, I guess I'm not being hunted by the Furies. Because Pytho got drunk and fucking spilled the secret. Yeah, and then, I think it was Ato, because you sleep outside the city like a weirdo. <laughs> you okay. met Pericles, the guy who let you into his home late at night, and you met his kids, and then you learn that his daughter has gone missing in the old wood. So the last thing that I remember happening in this campaign was Karina telling us that we needed to go deeper because her friends were taken by goatlings, and she turns out to be like a little bit of a secret badass with a bow. Lend us your ears and rejoice now, for we are the chosen of Earthy. leading us i mean the path is pretty clear there's like a lot of crushed plants karina wasn't particularly stealthy and the goatlings were not particularly stealthy so the path is extremely easy to follow it's definitely a decent ways away but it's easy to get there so it takes you the better part of the rest of the day so it's getting kind of late and the light is real dim as you make your way to the temple. Nehmet casts light. We'll say it's nighttime. The forest is very, very thick. God, I thought we were in a cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's God. almost as dark as that. The canopy is super thick. You hear birds and beasts clamming around every bush, and eventually the path you are following seems to disappear into the underbrush. You emerge into a dimly lit clearing surrounded on all sides by oak trees. The clearing is dominated by seven large standing stones, each about twice the height of a man. The canopy is less thick here, allowing dappled light to pass through the rustling branches. Small creatures occasionally dart through the carpet of leaves, blanketing the ground. Each of the standing stones is covered in splotches of fuzzy green moss that are arranged in a half circle, and they are all cold to the touch. You sense that they've been here for a very long time, older than maybe even the gods themselves. Are we still able to follow like the tracks through here? Yes, this is where the tracks have led. There are paths through the forest. Looks like a lot of paths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where do we want to go? You do notice, hiding around this one over here, is a squirrel that is kind of like eyeing you up cool. more intently than like a normal squirrel. I'm not sure I like this place. Ilva, can you talk to the squirrel? Do I look like I can talk to the squirrel? Well, you're all natural. Roll E. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. I was like, good one, Ariel. Uh, no, I can't talk to a squirrel. At least not. 
right now. There might be a way that I can do it, but not right now. Does Van Pupper go chasing after the score? Van Pupper is like in that kind of like watchdog mode where like one paw is kind of raised up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The squirrel is just like kind of chilling out there. Besides Ilva feeling uncomfortable, the stones do give you like a kind of sense of connection. Like the connection to nature is extremely strong here. And you can see up through the trees to the twinkling stars in the sky. This place has a strange atmosphere to it. I, uh, I don't know. Something about it feels familiar. No, uh, I don't know. Comfortable? Connected, perhaps. Something here speaks of old magics. Yes, yes it does. I'm going to look at the squirrel and just say, is that why you're here? When you speak to it, it starts to chatter angrily at you. It, like, erratically moves between each of the pillars. It's like crossing each of the paths that you would have to take to continue through the forest. Does it look like it's trying to block our path? You know, if its size wasn't so small, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing that? I'm going to try and walk towards this path here. As you do so, the squirrel pulls the nuts kind of out of nowhere and just starts throwing them at you. (laughs) You are being assaulted by nuts. All right, all right, I get it, I get it. Oh, nuts. Oh. Uh, and it's just continuing to angrily chitter at you. I'll turn back to Corona. Which path were you taking down? Where are your friends from here? She points this way and says, I was led out of a collapsed temple by a, a satyr. He didn't give me his name, but I would recognize him if I saw him. I guess I didn't realize that someone had helped you escape. What happened to him? I, I am not sure. Uh, and she's she's also kind of warily eyeing the squirrel. She is aware of the concept of rabies and <laughs> does not want to get it. I'm going to walk up to the squirrel again mm-hmm. and just say, here's the thing. I get the idea that you're uh, understanding a little bit more than you're letting on. So I'm going to be frank with you. We need to go through one of these. And from the looks of it, you're in no condition to try and stop us. So either we do this politely, or I add you to my pelt cloak. Does that that make sense to you? You are met with a barrage of acorns. They just sort of like bounce off the wooden mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind of just like (laughs) hidden all over the place. Nehmet is dying. (laughs) (laughs) He's rolling on the ground. Kyra kind of, like, is crouched next to you. Karina's still kind of freaked out. Astrea is, like, kind of looking at you worriedly. Van Pupper is ready to attack, and Kyra is looking to join Nefmet soon. <laughs> Can we take a moment to realize that Van Pupper is being such a good puppy right now, not I going know, right? at the squirrel? I know, right? I know. Such a good dog. Yeah, Ariel's just over there like, oh, good boy, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good pepper. Yeah, one of the heads is not focused on the squirrel and is instead just accepting the scritches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the squirrel is aggressive and is looking to make some moves soon. Mehmet, like, looks at Korda and he's like, did 
did you have to deal with this squirrel <laughs> when you came back through here? She's like, I did not see this. I was running a little bit faster. <laughs> have you seen this before? Is this, a, is this just a trick? What is this? This is hilarious. I mean, the way Ito sees this, it's just a squirrel. Ito's going to go down the path that Corona directed unless Sam stops me. One moment. Oh my god. <laughs> Ilva, you take two damage as the squirrel bites you. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> oh, that's 20. Yeah, they got a plus three to hit, but a natural 20 doesn't. Nahmed inspires Ilva. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to attack it back, its AC is really fucking low. <laughs> so. Don't kill the squirrel, Jesus. No! As it's like, roast squirrel! towards me. It, like leaping towards me and takes a bite. I just do like a quick primal savagery and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make your attack. You're gonna kill it. Keep trying to help us, Jesus. I mean, I don't know if this is help, to be honest with you. <laughs> does a nine hit? A nine? A nine does hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you need to roll a natural one. That is eight acid damage. Yeah, eight acid damage. And then amps into, you see a small green-haired gnomish figure kind of fall back on her ass in the forest. Looking a little feral, but not like crazy aggressive. Just kind of like rubbing her head and her backside. Care to use your words now? The words that do come out of her mouth are in Gnomish, which do any of you know? No. I do not think so. Negative. <laughs> Unfortunately, Negative. none of you understand what this gnome is saying, but it seems to be, well, Kyra says to you all, what she's saying is a lot of nonsense. Things about bees controlling the atmosphere and causing <laughs> snowstorms. I honestly don't follow. <laughs> Can I see if she's lying to us? Yeah, make a make an insight check. <laughs> Good luck with that. She is literally the god of trickery. Yeah, she's pulled some fast ones on you. She's the god of dumping water on Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> well. What'd you roll? Mm, nice. Four. <laughs> that one. I mean, Kyra's lied before. She seems really honest, though. <laughs> like, she was laughing about the whole Ilva being attacked by a squirrel thing, but now she's like, who is this person? You know, I think I think I actually have an idea. And I'm going to get down, just sort of, like, kneel down where, like, the gnome is just sort of, like, lying on the ground. Yeah, she kind of, like, looks up at you. I'm going to just start looking around at the forest floor and grab just some leaves and just like make a single primal savagery claw and just start carving into the dirt and arranging all of these little bits and pieces of the nature to write out a message in mm-hmm. Druid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I will say, why did you attack us? She kind of responds to the plants that you've arranged, and she kind of wiggles her fingers a little bit, and 
the scratches that you make, the carvings, the plants speak to you and say, the earth is not right. Corruption is below the temple. And then signed with a name, Lini. Just to make sure, uh, I will point at what she wrote out and I will point at her to make sure that is her name. She doesn't really respond too much, but she's not aggressive anymore. Like, she doesn't really respond to you acting like a person. (laughs) I see. (laughs) I will sort of rearrange and recarve into the dirt. And I will say, we seek many friends who have been taken to the temple, possibly to this corruption kind of back at you is like oh yes yes many outsiders here today not tomorrow well that's fucking ominous (laughs) signed (laughs) Lini Ilva what is she saying she says that there are many outsiders that have come through here to the temple she says they were many Today, but not tomorrow. I will sort of just like clear the slate on the ground before me, just wipe the dirt and fill it all back in, and will just sort of make a new message. I will say, we seek to help our friends, but maybe we can stop this corruption as well. And I will just sort of pause for a second and then finish it with with your help. And I will sign Ilva. At that, there's a nod. And then she shifts back into a squirrel form and, like, crawls up you very quickly and kind of, like, nestles as, like, a scarf kind of around your mask. This is just the most adorable thing that's ever <laughs> happened to me. It's also more physical contact than you've had in, like, <laughs> a couple a, days. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're adopting this person? Yes, you're adopting followers. <laughs> I will just sort of walk towards, like, the threshold of this. Well, actually, does does Karina know which way she came from? Yeah, yeah to the south. In that case, uh, turn to the rest of the party and just say, well, I suppose uh, we have another goal here. Something is corrupting these woods. Something underneath the temple. And I think we should probably get to the bottom of that. It would be a shame if such a place like this was lost. All right, well... With the squirrel's permission, then, I guess, onward? Yeah, I suppose Does anything, so. like, happen as I pass through the circle of standing stones? Aside from the slight rustling of wind through the leaves? No. I was really worried that I was going to, like, walk through the standing, the standing stones and, like, be somewhere else. But... Mm, that would be a fun <laughs> trick. But Aetho is continuing. He wants to rescue Corona's friends because he wants to do good by Pericles because Pericles is a good guy. All right, I think Ato needs a light. <laughs> so do you, Nefet, want to be in the front with the light, or do you want to be in the back with the light? 
in the front. At right. least near the front. I'll like be in the very front, but like right behind me would be nice. I'll just stick next to to Ato. I'll stick back. Uh, as you move forward, the clearing grows wider as you continue eastward. Ruined architecture seems to suddenly loom over you. I can see some destroyed columns. They're also completely covered in like vines and moss, so they should be greener. And as you can see forward, all of these columns down here as well are completely overgrown. You can see in the clearing there are dozens of gargantuan roots that wind their way over the toppled columns and just like this entire area is just covered in tree roots. There appears to be some sort of large structure in the distance. Yeah, look at that. We got some more columns that are not destroyed. And I think you can see the wall here. Alright, everyone pause. We're gonna not roll initiative, but the roots start to twist and move. And everyone inside needs to make a dexterity saving throw. 16. Oof, dad. Yeah, I think just Ato succeeded. Then Pupper succeeds too. So the rest of you that failed, you take one bludgeoning damage. And you are oh, grappled and you are also restrained. How do we get out of this? You break the roots. Break the roots. You can attack the roots. They have hit points. How attack the roots? So you, you chop at the roots. 15 to hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that hits. And that is 10 points of piercing. Oh, 10 points? I mean, it's piercing damage, but as you stab at the roots, it kind of like retracts and unwinds from around you. Ah, uh, nice. You're going to do it like a loose turn order. So everyone's going to get to go, and then you all will get restrained again, and we'll repeat ad nauseum until you kill every tree in this forest. Oh, I should <laughs> probably leave then. It's not that many. Well, I have a simple solution to that. <laughs> I guess Ilva does have a simple solution to that. <laughs> but we'll go with, I guess, Ariel? Can I have Van Pepper chew, off, chew on the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, sure. Have Van Pepper bite something. 11. Yeah, 11 hits. That is 1 and 4. Six. So 6 damage as it bites at the tree root surrounding you. Uh, it does have a second attack. Alright, let's do that. That is a 10. Mm, still hits. 34, that's a 4. That's a four. Yep, it just, Nine. the other head, in anticipation of treats and pets, continues to <laughs> rip and tear all of the vines off of you. You are free to move with Van Pupper out of the dangerous vines. Hell yeah. And I will give treats and pets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Ilva next. All right. I would like to just kind of produce flame, try and burn away the roots that are currently holding me. Hmm. I guess it's just fire in your hands, right? Just roll damage. Alright. So at the intense heat, the tree roots would recoil. Alright. I will immediately move out of there. <laughs> I guess you probably notice a little bit over here, there's some like rubble on the ground. All right, we'll have Nehmet go next. I guess Nehmet will just hit it with the Kopesh. Try and 
try and cut him. Yeah, Ato, you can, you know, can assist Nefmet. Well, I mean, you're also the only one who didn't get grappled, so you can just, like, come and go as you please. Would it be better I have a blade. I have help? a bonus action attack. All right, stab. The 8 plus 6 does hit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so the vines are still restricting you. Uh, Ato, you are free to stab as you please. And as you do so, Lini, like, leads Estrella over. Can I, like, just try to yank them off? Would that be better than attacking? Or... I mean, they look pretty strong. Like, they probably have more strength than you. <laughs> and maybe the rest of the party combined. They are trees. <laughs> okay, I will attack with my silvered spear. Uh, it's 19 to hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 7 damage. Yeah, the vines start to release Nefmet. Do you want to pull him to safety? Yeah, I'll yank him out of the vine territory. Alright, I mean, the vines, they're like moving, but if you move quickly, you could not get grabbed by them. As Eito has proven. (laughs) They're writhing kind of snake-like as they seek out hapless travelers. Hapless legs. Hapless mini-legs. You are a snake, you see a leg, you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like this might be some of the corruption that uh, the little squirrel friend was talking about. You think this could be Lutheria? I just sort of look at Nehmet. Do you think I'd know that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, from the sounds of what you told us of your squirrel friend, whatever it is, is below this temple. It seems like we've kind of hit a wall. Pardon the pun. Ha. Yeah, about ha. that. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start walking this way. Yeah, yeah, there's clearly the rubble. There's like a broken down wall. Where there's a wall, there's a door. When fate grapples and restrains your party, chance breaks down a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this looks like a way in. Shall we proceed here? I'll, I'll take up the lead again since I am the tank. I'll follow with the light. This room looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, before you step into the bigger room, I'll explain the slightly smaller room. The antechamber is a wide rectangular room shrouded in darkness, but for the faint rays of light coming through the entrance. The room smells wet and earthy, and the floor is carpeted with soggy, dead leaves. You can see there is a broken bronze shield on the floor where this wooden, like, collapsed door is. It huh. is covered in some moss and bears the symbol of the dragon lords. Inscribed along the edge of the shield are scenes of a dragon mounted warrior subjugating a race of six armed cyclops. Sub subjugating? Uh yeah, he's like kind of driving them forward and they all are kind of like crouched down, like kind of in I guess like submissive poses. Like, they're definitely being, like, driven by a dragon rider. Nefmet, you uh, recognize the figure as Esther Arkelanda. Yay, dragon slavery! Why do I continue to regret playing a dragon lord? (laughs) You and Esther were not on the greatest terms. (laughs) Yeah, 
I mean, like, I feel like we already knew that Esther was kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly was the cruelest of us. Ilvis just staring at the broken door and says, Well, shit, I was just waxing metaphorical, but there actually literally is a door here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking into the larger chamber, similar to the statue that you saw in Versi's temple, in the center here is a large marble statue of the beautiful Sidon, Lord of Storms. He rests upon his throne, and he kind of looks almost larger than life, kind of. Like, the statue's very big, but, like, he seems even just a little bit bigger than the throne. And the ceiling above you is domed, and there is an oculus that allows through a broad ray of light the Sidon statue holds a large mirror which catches the light and directs it through a small shaft that opens below his feet. Guys, I just did this puzzle in Assassin's Creed. We have to burn all the spider webs so the, the light gets to the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The area here is this temple chamber is very quiet. The like animals and the rustling of leaves fades in this area. As uh, Astraea walks in with Lini, she throws a nut and just bongs off the, ta- the head of the side of the, side <laughs> of the statue. That was a good shot. Yeah, cool. So this area exists. This hole here is big enough for like a small creature to squeeze down, or a, a small creature to easily crawl down. A medium creature could squeeze through it, but I don't recommend. All right. So... That does not look comfortable for a person with a shield to squeeze into. My shield is probably a greater diameter than that hole. Someone who can see with dark vision sees it's probably about 20 feet down. Oof. I don't want to wriggle through that either. I am not a worm. I will just sort of take my wolf pelt and just sort of lay it on the ground and just sort of pull up on it. And as, as I do so, there's like a little lump that forms underneath. And as I pull it back, it's just a little squirrel. It's a little mm. squirrel with a skull. Lini kind of like eyes it up and is like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Competition. Are you going to send it down? Yep. It's probably for the best. <laughs> I will also say, so here's the thing. I'm not going to be able to hear anything and I'm not going to be able to see anything. So if we start getting attacked, somebody other than Ato punch me. <laughs> I got you. And uh, I will just sort of put my hand in front of my mask and just sort of enter a trance as I mind meld with this little familiar. As you like crawl down, you can see. I assume you like relay this to everyone above you. Yes. So you see an expansive cave filled with strange ferns, fragrant flowers, and luminescent fungi. A massive tree stump sits in the center, overgrown by a carpet of green clovers. A stream of clear water winds around the trunk, dabbling noisily. Light streams in from an opening in the stone ceiling, which is where you are crawling through. The air is pleasantly damp, and the smell of the garden is intoxicating. You can see things around you, this young lad. He is running around, being tormented by two goatlings that you can see. (laughs) They're kind of like pulling at his hair. And like yelling familiar insults to him. He looks to be 
maybe Karina's age, maybe a little bit older. All right. I will command the squirrel to kind of stealthily try and move and maybe climb atop this tree trunk. Yeah, so it's like a small fall, but you're fine. You're a squirrel. So as you are crawling down, from behind you, a goatling just like sneaks up and bites at the squirrel. Does a 13 hit the squirrel? I think so. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then six piercing damage. It just like sneaks up on you. All right. The squirrel just sort of poofs out. But yeah, yep. that's that's what you see. And I'll move you back to the top of the temple. Well, I think that's where we need to go. Down in the hole? There's a better way to get down there than I'd rather take that, but there's a bunch of those little horned fuckers down there. And they're uh, messing with some kid probably around your age. And I just sort of nod to Karina. Well, I guess you have keen mind. You can describe him as in much detail as you want. Yeah. I'll just describe him exactly as I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karina's like, ah, Sustrate, we should get going. Well, if there's another way to get in there. You did know, kind of like, on the other side of the tree, there was like an entrance. But, I mean, you can explore more around the temple. Using my keen mind, about what direction was that from me? Kind of this way. I see. I mean, you can see behind the temple, right? There's like fucking exits all over the place. Oh, yeah. There is an exploration to this game. Yeah, if you look over that way, there is a rectangular room, and there are the sound of dripping water as you see a massive pool of deep, stagnant water. Black vines and massive tree roots climb down the walls and wind across the room. As you walk forward, the stone gradually descends into the water. I think you do see across there are there was a set of doors. Okay, gotcha. Do you step into the water? To approach the doors, yes. As you wade across the pools, you step forward. And we're going to have to roll initiative. And you're probably going to take some acid damage. What the fuck is that? I got an 18 initiative. Which NPC do you want to help you in combat? I mean, I feel like Kyra, probably. Yeah, probably Kyra again. All right. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like because this is going to be edited into an audio format, this is something that needs to be said. Whatever the fuck these things are, one of them just rolled a zero on initiative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both of them rolled zero on initiative. Yeah, technically, they both rolled zeros. So, uh... <laughs> All right, I'm just going to do Nausicaa's turn for her. And it's just going to be bow attacks, and that's it. Ilva, you are first. This like black slime starts to move on the bottom of the pool as Nefmet crosses it. Uh, Nefmet. Uh, Nefmet. <laughs> shit, shit. These guys are sitting at, like, the bottom of the pool, yeah? Uh, yes. Well, see, here's the thing. Most of my damaging spells deal fire damage. 
¿Ya? <risa> bueno, ok. And uh, I will cast Fairy Fire. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put the cube, like, kind of in the ground. Would that work? Sure. Cool. You just want to hit the two of them. That's fine. Yeah. All right, what is that? Dexterity saving throws? Wonderful. Yep, dexterity saves. Amazing. This is nine. That's a 14. 14 is my DC. All right, um, so we'll say the one below Nefmat got hit. The slime closest to you avoided it. Then I believe it's Ariel's turn. I mean, it's underwater, right? Correct. Beneath the murky water, attacks against them have disadvantage. Good to know. I'll try a firebolt. A 14, I believe, still hits. And somehow magic fire doesn't go out when I shoot it in water? I mean, it's yeah, it's fine. But um, it doesn't do a lot of damage. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> then on initiative count 20, two of the vines uh, lash out at Eito and Ilva. The vines are coming from the pool of water. Yeah, make your deck saves. Oh, that is 22? Yeah, you're fine. 11. Alright, Ilva's not as fine. Ilva, you get grabbed by the vines. You feel some, a sense of deja vu. Uh, <laughs> this might have this <laughs> just happened to you. But then it pulls you five feet into the water and starts to pull you beneath the surface. Ah, oh, shit. Not again. Yeah, you're, you're grappled and restrained by them. Can't you hold your breath for, like, a stupid amount of time? Yeah, you game? can hold your breath for a really long time, because this is 5e, and everyone's magical. Uh, there's now one set of vines around Ilva. The vines that attacked Ato retreat back under the water. Damn right. Kyra will kind of step forward and go, hmm. <laughs> All right. You guys want my help or no? I mean, yes. All right. <laughs> like a uh, kind of drum an instrument. And you all get the lucky song. The water beneath you starts to shift. What do you want to do? The ground beneath you, it's like really thick pudding. Nahmet stamps his foot down and casts Thunderwave. You're casting Thunderwave beneath you? Yeah, in the. I mean, it's, it's right. in a 15 foot cube out from me but like under the water yeah yeah uh i mean you can move like over a bit and you could get both of them would i not get both of them right i'll get i'll move to where i can get both of them. oh i was gonna say i mean you can do it there but you could also move here and then you can do it like towards the rest of your people yeah that's what i wanted to do okay con save right yes con 14 both fail i'm gonna do it as a second level so that's 3d8 nice 16 yeah okay the ground is still moving it kind of like blasts it and the kind of ooze beneath the water just like gets bunched up and pushed to the side and is like kind of starting to reform i'll have nausicaa hit the marked one Alrighty, longbow attack. <laughs> Natural one. Oof. Unfortunately, does not hit. Ato, you're up. 
I'll kind of like kick away the vines that came at me and swear under my breath something about trees and then just full on leap into the water and attack this ooze thing that is attacking Ilva, that has grappled Ilva. Unrelated question. Are you using your silvered spear? Yes. Okay. Completely unrelated. No reason to worry. No, just just seeing which spear gets gets gunky. I understand. Aesthetics <laughs> are important. That's uh, not one. Well, if you're in the water, you'd have advantage. I like that rule. Because it's fairy fired. Oh, that's true. I'm, I'm saying if you're out of the water, aiming into it, you would have disadvantage, but a straight roll against the marked one. How deep is the water? I should have asked that before just leaping into it. Deep enough to drown in? Ten feet deep. Okay. So, would I be, like, treading water? You're kind of swimming. I guess Nefman had to swim through it. Either way, I will jump and, like, before even descending into the water, I've got my spear in both hands, point down, and I just fucking fall on this thing. That's a 20-something to hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hits. And as I, like, plunge my entire body into the water, the spear, like, reaches the bottom of the basin, and I deal eight piercing damage. Yeah, that one is dead. Hell yeah. And then going to, since I'm now at the bottom, I'm going to, like, push off with my feet a little bit towards the next one and make my bonus action attack still underwater. Because Mm -hmm. why not? That's the exact same roll. Make your damage. That is one more damage than the last one, so presumably this one dies too. (laughs) Yes. It does die. There are still, however multiple writhing roots that threaten to drown Ilva. I will swim back over towards Ilva and resurface so that I can breathe. Ilva, you are, I don't know, going to drown soon. We'll say you took some breath, but not enough to do the whole one plus con minutes. It's more like one plus con rounds. I guess if both of these things are dead, I'm just going to try and cast a Primal Savagery on these uh, roots. Yeah, you're restrained. That's a 19 and a 20. Yeah, that hits. You don't have to roll super high. The roots have only slightly more AC than the oozes. And that is also 8S damage. They, however, are still grabbing onto you. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, they have some HP. All right, Ariel, you can see that there are roots and vines attacking Ilva, and they're about to come out and attack you too. Maybe your dog. Well, then we're going to back up. Yeah. I'll throw a firebolt just to say I did something. (laughs) That's the Ariel way. Yep. Unfortunately, the 11 does not hit. Oh, well. With the thrashing vines... You're not able to get a good shot without potentially scorching Ilva. Initiative count 20. One of the vines will continue to pull Ilva deeper and then deal 1d4 damage to her. Four damage, hell yeah, to Ilva as you continue to get pulled down to the bottom of the pool. And then, I mean, I guess they're not smart, so they're going to have to make Ato make a deck save again. It's not like they have brains. Oh, I rolled pretty bad. It's a nine. Oh, you're grabbed too. You are Ooh. also restrained and started to pull into the depths. Took me rolling a natural two. <laughs> I mean, technically, you still have the luck because Kyra's turn hasn't come up yet if you want to re roll it. 
Oh, I forgot she did a lucky song. Yeah, I'm gonna reroll that. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, I could have. That time is in that 20. All right, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Kyra will then go, mm, well, the rules, the rules. I can't use the same song again. So, uh, good luck. I hope you can hold your breath for a long time. Nathmet, you're up. There are vines attacking at people. Nathmet goes for the vines that are holding Ilva. Yeah, make the attack roll. That would be a 17. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Five plus three, eight. You're able to chop away the vines attacking Ilva. Let's move forward a little bit more and slash with the Xyphos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not as good. That's an eight. That does not hit, unfortunately. All right. Nausicaa, you can't see the vines. Ato, you're up. Ilva is free of the vines? Ilva is free of the vines. There is still a couple vines trying to grab at you. Can I, like, grapple Ilva and pull her up, like, out of the water? You could do that, but it would take your action. Okay. And the vines, you know, well, I mean, they exist. That's okay. I'll, I'll pull Ilva out of the water with my action. Alrighty. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this place is really starting to get on my nerves. I mean, I guess that's part of the attack action. So you could make a bonus action attack against the vines. Then yeah, I can attack some vines. Why not? I will smack a vine. I mean, it's vines aren't going away if you don't. That's something. That's a 14 to hit. Yep. That is 8 damage. Okay, it's still thrashing. Ugh. Ilva, do you want to take revenge on the set of vines that did not drown you? Sure, I'll just pull out my scimitar and just start hacking away at them. That is a natural 20. Yeah, you, you hit it. <laughs> that is 10 slashing damage. All right, yeah, you finish off the set of vines. You chop them up with your scimitar. This is why druids carry scimitars. <laughs> excellent chopping weapon. All right, yeah, you see a set of doors right here? If you want to, I don't know, open them? Yes, but I will skirt my way along the edge of the pool. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, the water doesn't attack you. It's not like I put a water elemental in there. <laughs> what am I, crazy? We would just be so paranoid if we thought that. <laughs> As you see into the hallway there are four statues that are of the six armed cyclopses that you saw along the shield you see the staircase heading down and there are four statues kind of down along the walls they're kind of like pushed into recesses along the staircase and they're missing arms legs and heads in various like arrays like some of them only have a couple arms but you can see like they have arms just from the like elbows out. And one of them is missing a leg, and all of them are missing heads. And two of them are holding discolored bronze bowls in their lowest set of arms outward. Those are the two closest to you. Mm-hmm. At like, the top of the staircase. Well, from the way the rest of this temple has been going, we've got every right to think these statues are somehow traps, right? <laughs> I'd say that's wise. Do they look like they have any sort of mechanisms or enchantments or anything on them? Make an engineering check. Uh, <laughs> I guess that would be, I don't know, just make like an intelligence check, I guess. Dirty 20. You can't see any mechanisms here, but the 
statues are particularly well made. And the bronze bowls are devoid of any dust. If I go up and I feel one of the bronze bowls, does it feel strange at all? Like, does it feel unnaturally warm or cold or anything? No, I mean, it's cold like metal is, but not strangely so. Well, they seem fine. I'm just going to keep walking downwards. Yeah, you just want to walk down. Okay. You want to roll into initiative? I guess. As you step down, the two statues uh, with the bronze bowls uh, animate. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm having Temple of the Oracle flashbacks. <laughs> the architecture is remarkably similar to the Temple of the Oracle. Yeah, this everybody needs to look out for furniture. It's it's these temples are tricksy like that. Ariel, you're up first. There are two gargoyles in melee with you. Oh, lovely. Well, I mean, they're not gargoyles, but they're gigans. You know what? I will cast sleeping drop. Draft. Draft. Okay. Roll your d8s. 49. So that's less hit points than it has. However, they do... What is it? They can't make... Mul- they basically get the effect of the slow spell until someone hits them. So which one are you targeting? I guess this one. This one's my right. right. I guess I should make Kyra go first, because I didn't scroll all the way up. She's just gonna say, like, man, look like those offering bowls are super empty. I wonder why. Alright. Nasca's just gonna fire an arrow at the one you did not sleeping drop. So that's ten piercing damage. But it seems to kind of glance off the stone skin of the statues. Ilva. They're kind of intent on you. They're like turning towards you. Well, you don't really look friendly. And I'm gonna pull the skull off my shoulder and draw the flame blade from it. Mm-hmm. As my bonus action, and action, I will attack. 17. It does hit. All right. Uh, then that is 3d6 fire damage. Ooh, 15. 15 fire damage. That's pretty good. Uh, it's still coming at you, though. Nefmet, you're up. Nefmet will... Look at his sword, then at the statues, and say, uh, Our natural magics were more than enough to defeat you before. And he will flash at his hand and cast Bane on the statues. Charisma saves, right? Yes, that's a, a 14. Fail, and the one that is slowed has a success. So this one is Bane, the one that's been damaged. Bane. I, I'm not sure how what kind of, like, quip that he would say, but he's going to inspire Ato. Alright. The Bane one will attack Ilva. Shocker. Mm-hmm. So it gets two attacks, but minus a d4. Bite. Claw. I don't think either of those hit, when you, especially when you subtract four from them. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that's that one's turn. I guess it'll kind of like move down the staircase at you. Ato, you're up. So does sleeping draft? You said it's just like slow, so you get to the minus two to AC. I don't see a minus two. Okay. But the rest of it's like slow. Well, then I will attack the one that has tried to bite Ilva. Stab at yeah. it. 
with my yes. Yeah. That's a twelve. I'm gonna go ahead and use my bardic inspiration. That would be wise. That is a fourteen. Unfortunately, still misses. Alright, bonus action attack against the same guy. That is significantly better. That is a twenty-three. Mm, yep, that's good. And seven damage. Okay. Still going at Ilva. <laughs> <laughs> the other one will, I guess, also try to attack Ilva with its bite. An 18. Does an 18 hit you? It does. Eight damage coming at you. All right. And concentration check. Yep, I'm good. All right. Pyra will go, man, I guess the situation's getting kind of hard here. Finger guns towards the party. No? No. Mm. (laughs) All right, well, fine. Have your luck, and she'll do the lucky thing. All right, Ariel, you're up. You know, Sleeping Trot just isn't as good as Enchanting Gaze, so I'm going to Enchanting Gaze this guy. (laughs) Wisdom save... 13. I think that fails. Yep. Okay. Yeah? It's just going to sit there. It kind of turns away from Ilva, and is just kind of like swaying back and forth to your words. Unless you like sing at it, then it's going to be swaying back in time to the singing. No. <laughs> All right. You avoided the snide comment from Kyra. Nasca will longbow the gargoyle and does some damage. I'm moving on to Ilva's turn. All right. In that case, I will slash at the gargoyle that's still attacking me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm going to use my luck roll. Yeah. That's marginally better. 16. That does hit. Alright, and that is going to be 13 fire damage. It's still standing, but is looking pretty weak. And it's still Bane. Nehmet. This one here is now under Ariel's spell, and the other one is looking pretty rough. How far am I from the, the statues? Like 10 feet away? 15 feet away? No, I'm going to rush up and get up the statues. And take a strike with my quick push. That is a 13. A 13 would miss. All right, and then the Xyphos. That is a 14. A 14 would also miss. Kyra does have Lucky Song. Oh, that's right. Go for the ciphers. That's a 16 plus 6. Yep, much better. Uh, How much damage? 2 plus 1, so 3. It will... I mean, it's still going after Ilva, so... You're the one who stepped down the staircase, and you're not allowed down the staircase. I don't think a 13 hits you normally. Nope. 22. Yeah, there's no way that wouldn't hit me. (laughs) (laughs) So you take 5 slashing damage. Yep. Concentration check. Oh, yes. Advantage. Natural 20. Ato, you're up. Another strike at the one that is not being gazed upon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is a 20-something, 25? Mm, I think that does hit. You think so? 
Yeah, it, it hits. <laughs> Eight piercing damage, bonus action attack, and that's a miss. Oh, lucky song. Um, that's a hit. Mm-hmm. Eight and another eight, so sixteen damage on oh, my turn. All right, that's just enough. Kyra, she'll look at Nasca and go, "Ah, you're finally awake." <laughs> Did you fall back asleep? No. All right. Well, Ariel, you're up. No, I'm just gonna keep doing my thing. So. All right. Well, I mean, it's the only thing left to attack. Oh, shoot! Is it okay? Okay. If I walk away from it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you step away, it, it's still affected by the sleeping draft, so it would not get its reaction against you. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna back up. Will I have disadvantage if I do a firebolt from here? Mm, I don't see why you would. Cool. Twenty-one does it. All right, that's some good damage too. All right, Nasca, you're up. I'm shooting with bow. All right. Eleven. Eleven misses. All right, Ilva, one more coming at you. I'm gonna just keep slashing at it with my flame blade. I'm gonna make full use of this. That's a miss, almost certainly. That's a ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does miss. Nefmet, you're up again. The one across from you by Ato is looking to rush at Ilva. He's going to throw the Zyphos. Fifteen. Fifteen does hit. So seven. Seven damage for the thrown Zyphos. Yep. It just kind of like sinks into the solid stone. It's caught in like a chink in the Gigan ceremonial armor. Almost like it was muscle memory where you threw that. <laughs> I mean, you can move up closer and make your um, bonus action attack with your other weapon. I will do that. Oh, jeez. Um, that is 10. Unfortunately, it does not hit. Ato, you're up. Fear attack. Hmm. Surprised. That's a 14 to hit. Unfortunately, misses. That's a natural 15. Mm, yes. My bonus action. And nine damage. All right. It's coming at you, Ilva. Be ready. Bring it. Bite. Crit. Claw. 18. Shit. Jesus <laughs> That was fast. <laughs> it didn't do super well on the crit, but it hit. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see. First count save is a... 12, so that makes it. And that is a 20. I'm good. Well, I'm all right. <laughs> I was like, hmm, man. You're looking pretty rocky there, Ilva. Eh? She finger guns again. No? All right. Well, lucky again. A lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel, are you back yet or no? That sounds like a no. Go with a no. Firebolt, 24 for one damage. Oh. Hell yeah. You know what? I'm going to use her luck to reroll the damage. That's much better. Nausicaa, you're up. There is still a singular Gigan Gargoyle. 15. A 15 does hit. 8 piercing damage. Is it dead yet? No. Still up. Action surge. Alright. That's a natural 17. Yep. 11 points of piercing damage. Ooh, much better. 
Uh, it's still standing, but looking pretty rough. All right, Ilva, how did you feel about Kyra's joke? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up a placard with like a four on it. <laughs> She's like, all right, I see you. It's a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> so I may have mistakes out, and I will just sort of dig deep, cast healing word on myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not terrible. And uh, I will make another slash at it with uh, my flame blade. All right, that is a natural 16. Okay, damage. Nine fire damage. It is still standing, but not by much. It is a tough cookie, this animated stone statue. Nefmet, you're up. Would you like to be the Gigan Slayer hero that you once were? I certainly would like to, if the fiction would allow. 15. I forgot that it wasn't with the Xyphos, because the Xyphos is technically still inside the thing. I mean, you can pull it out and stab it again. Just reach and, like, twist? It's, like, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I mean, that would make it a, a 21, but... Here's a d4. Okay, so same three on the dice, so seven altogether. Yeah. As you go at it, you leap onto the Gigan form, and with trained memory, you quickly dip, uh, slash through it, cutting right along where the rib would be, and the statue falls de-animated. Boom. That's it. Problem solved. No more gargoyles. Ever? Uh, I, I didn't say ever. <laughs> <laughs>